you give him the time as you live, his word rhymes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Living in God's Rhyme, the podcast where Tim and Dave talk about faith, poetry, Christianity, family, and all the fun things that come into our minds. I'm Dave. (laughs) Forgive me. I'm I'm trying to stop from laughing. Um, (laughs) Hello, everyone. I'm Tim, and uh, I'm going to turn this back over today because uh, just looking at it making me laugh today. (laughs) Yeah, really. Really? Oh, that's that's great, folks, isn't it? Tim's looking at me, and all of a sudden he can't stop. Uh, if you listen to if you if that's you've bad. seen or listened to last week's podcast, uh, we had just finished talking about uh, the fun time that Dave had laughing throughout <laughs> the week, and uh, I was hoping we could get serious <laughs> to begin with here. So, uh, and this is, this is on me because I'm the one who can't stop laughing right now. Well, okay. Well, let me see if I can't help Please. you with that, and then, folks. Folks, we do we do, we do hope that you enjoyed last week. Um, we hope you took it in the, the spirit in which it was meant. It came to us naturally. It wasn't planned, as you can tell. And we enjoyed ourselves, and we hope you and, did too. And if you have, um, tell your friends about it because it's okay to laugh at life. That's true, right? And it's okay to laugh at yourself as long as you're not doing it, you know, in a negative way but so Tim what today is our subject and what are we well, going to talk today about today we're going to read and discuss poems about the beginning the beginning and our rebirth as Christians and then our living to reach the goal and uh, the quietness of our faith in the grace of God and uh, there are two poems each from God's rhyme and God still rhymes and there are still a couple of typos from me in the show notes. <laughs> I, I tried to make an, uh, con- tried to b- combine two words without an apostrophe, the number two W-O, two poems. So, so anyway. Oh. oh, I see. The letter two W-O. Or the number two W. I get it. Yeah, yeah oh, that's we could, cute. Uh, we could, we're not going to talk about that. Forgive me for bringing it up. Yeah. We're going to leave it, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you could only see the rest of my typing yeah, here. You would, you would be laughing uh, for the rest of your life. Oh, I, doubt I cry. That. I doubt it. The first one, the first one is oh, I found well. in God's rhyme. It's on page 90. It's called We Were Born in Bethlehem. We are the children of the father of Abraham, children dispersed to all the nations. We are the children of the father of Moses. We are the children of the father of Moses, who led his people from captivity. We are the children of the father spoken of in the books of the Old Testament. We are the children of our fathers and mothers and generations that came before. We are God's children, both Gentile and Jew. Through his death and resurrection and the promise of God's covenant, we are God's children. We have been chosen, whether it is by his saving grace or the promise to an ancient race. We are God's children, his face on this earth, as the ancient scriptures did foretell covenants of old and covenants of new. 
We are God's children, and so we must live, praising him with words ever so bold, singing songs and hymns both new and old. We are the children of the father of Abraham, children dispersed to all the nations. We are the children of the father of Moses, who led his people from captivity. We are the children of the father spoken of in the books of the Old Testament. We are the children of our father and our mothers and generations. Sorry about that. I had to cough. And I, 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 I am, I like this one a lot. I don't know what to say about it, though. Not usually at a loss <laughs> for words. Well, I, this was written in the first book, so it was written in probably in 2014. Uh, mm -hmm. And as I'm reading this again, and I, I, I read it when I, was looking through poetry and through poems and uh, read it as I afterwards to make sure I had transcribed had copied it right. And I'm, I'm looking at mm -hmm. this one and I'm I'm wondering, okay, who out there is not asking the question, where did the title "We Were Born in Bethlehem" come from? Because it didn't come from it. it we were born in Bethlehem. We were born when Jesus, when Jesus was born. We are reborn when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We have our rebirth, and that came in Bethlehem. But through all of this, you know, there's, we are God's children. We are the children of Abraham. God said that he would make, uh, right. you know, many, na many nations out of him would come from him. So... That's uh, <clears throat> but we are we are the children of God, and uh, we are uh, our rebirth started in Bethlehem when Jesus was born. That makes sense. See, now that makes more sense to me now. Um, I guess maybe it was because I needed to hear. More of that, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, it's interesting sometimes going back over poems that were written eight, ten years ago. and uh, Right. But uh, that one, I'm thankful for that one because it did lead to the explanation that you got. When you got it. So. Right. Hmm. So, let's... That's one of them ones that makes you think, you know? It's like, it's just like, okay, let me, uh, sorry about that, folks. Let me uh, sit back here and, and think about this for a second, because I, I like it when, I like the uh, poems that make you think. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and speak. I'm going to look at something. Oh, your, your books I'm are a little closer than mine. mine are, I would have Why? Because I, I was just thinking, did I copy the wrong poem? But no, I have it right here in front of me. I got it the right poem copy. So that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Okay. And don't ask me that's why good. I doubted that's myself. Good. Well, I, we all doubt ourselves sometimes, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Uh huh. We do. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, you got anything, anything else on that one that. Uh, no, I, I, I really wish I did, but that's, I don't. That's fine. Do you? No, I don't. No, I'm glad I had that opportunity to explain it a little better. Explain some uh, yeah. the, 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 
what what would come next if I'd written a second part of it. Uh, this next one is also from God's Rhyme, and it's found on page 129, and it is titled mm-hmm. Running Toward the Goal. And we're going to start out with um, a verse uh, from Philippians 3, uh, verse 10. All I want is to know Christ and to experience the power of his resurrection, to share in his suffering and become like him in his death, in the hope that I myself will be raised from death to life. The poem, the race I could never win, no, not on my own, I stumble and fall, I sin, and many times the race seems too long. But before me, the race has been won, following God's heavenly course, Jesus, my Savior, his Holy Son, has received all the glory. Knowing where my life ends, I continue to strive and run the course Jesus set before me, hoping that with him I will become one. And again from Philippians, now in chapter 4, verse 4, may you always be joyful in your union with the Lord. I must look ahead, never behind, keep running by the power of his love, straight toward the goal and prize, God's call through Jesus to life above. As Jesus has done before me to see, I must follow the course so perfectly set before me, he so perfectly set before me, avoiding the obstacles of this human world. And when I do finally and joyfully arrive, he will take this weak and mortal body, and like his, it shall become alive in glory by the power of him who has created all. May you always rejoice, may you always be joyful in your union with the Lord. I say it again rejoice you know the the apostle paul in um, in in so many places in the letters he wrote he talks about the goal and running toward the goal and you know he what will happen when he reaches the goal the, the finish line and that's where we're racing toward the finish line it's not a it's not a race against anyone else it's just a race where we are on course to to, uh, to reach this goal of uh, seeing Jesus, seeing Jesus in heaven. Yeah, I. Uh, that makes that sounds cool though, don't it? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sounds cool. That's a great way to be. Well, it's just that's be real etiquette here. Let's let's, let's go into the uh, let's not go into how I talk today. Um. <laughs> But you're right, the goal is, the end goal is to be with Jesus at the end, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So To be with the, uh, with the uh, three and one. Yep, we can, uh, we can run this race or run the race of the world, which will, which, when you cross the finish line, you're, pro- you're going to be sorry, but uh, you probably <laughs> won't cross the finish line because there isn't one. Right. But uh, right. there's, yeah. I mean, Paul talks about it. I, I was just reading in Second um, Corinthians, I believe it was, uh, the other night, and it came up again. And uh, it's just, it's everywhere, and it's, really? uh, it's something to look forward to, to strive for. I think it's another way of simply saying uh, this is our journey, and uh, Jesus has showed the way, and we follow that, and...
I'm sure we can speed up at times, but there are times we're going to slow down. I don't think he wants us to run so fast we get there early. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? <laughs> we don't want to. Well, yeah, but we, you know, we, uh, we don't want to end things too early. And then there's that part of me that, that thinks, well, no, never mind. There's that part of me that thinks, and the other part of me that says, Tim, just be quiet. So, <laughs> the last one won. Yeah. If you want, we can go on yeah. to the next one. Okay. okay, that sounds fine. Uh, yeah. This is from God Still Rhymes. I, I might have said living in God's rhyme in the introduction to it. But <clears throat> this is uh, starts with a, uh, a reading from uh, Ephesians, chapter 8, verse 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works. So that no one can boast. It is by grace that we embrace our salvation, our hope, that in this race we see his face, that in this world we can cope. What is grace? His love for us, a fallen race. We have lost our way, our place since a time in the garden. Asking what is mine without thought of con or concern for what we ought to do or think. And as the eye does blink, we wonder why, as we wander, as in the journey, the path meanders till the day's end. Not knowing whether friend or other we did treat, one we did meet as a brother. Grace is his love given freely, a gift we will never deserve, but is there for us to accept. Accept the love he does give in this life we do live. And we share that gift as others we uplift. So as we follow, we serve. And uh, there's more, but I thought we should uh, maybe take a break and uh, see if there's something there that we want to talk about. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean uh, that you take those cup, those uh, two middle pair of uh, dances, and it's just uh, or the three really that uh, you know. We live in this yeah, world. Looking at uh, those again. You know what? You know we have questions that we can't answer. Uh, wonder why things are done, and there's so much that we don't know, and uh, we can't do this on our own. There's, we can't. We've talked about that God's grace before, and uh, yeah, it is it is through our faith in Jesus and God's grace that we are saved, and. Uh, that's one thing we can know for sure once we've accepted that. Yeah, in the third stanza you you, you put up, uh, grace is his love given freely, a gift we will never deserve, but is, is there for us to accept. It's that kind of sums it all up. Yeah, right? and that's what. That's what it, yeah, we don't deserve it, but he by his grace. He is, and our again by our faith in accepting Christ uh, as our Savior, uh, our sins are forgiven. Uh, we are made righteous in God's sight, and uh, though we, though we live here on this earth, we will continue to to, to sin. Hopefully, uh, less often. Hopefully, uh, not purposely to sin. 
But, right. uh, you know, we we have grace, and that's something that you're not going to get from the world. Uh, you may find you may find oh, acceptance. Not. You may find uh, praise from other people. Uh, you may excel in your job. You may excel financially. But in the end, where does it lead you? That's the True. question. Question I think we all have to ask, and I don't think that we're all asked that question. Uh, it's a question that... Uh, I don't know how to put it. It's a question that I think, for me, came up after I found grace and realized that the world couldn't give me that. And while living in the world, it's not that I thought about anything else. It's just what can I do in the world that improves the quality of my life. And still, I was unsatisfied. Right. So, it is by God's grace that uh, I'll finish the race. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah let's go, go on. on to the next. Okay, as we can see here. Uh, I'll read the last, where we, the last uh, couple of lines where, uh, that we ended up with. And it says, um, and we share that gift as others we uplift. So as we follow, we serve. We now share our faith. I'm sorry. There's a, a Bible verse before this from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now we share our faith received by his grace. And as we then serve others, our sisters and brothers, we show our faith by our works, which we, which have been prepared for us by the God of heaven above, that we may show his love. Jesus said, from <laughs> Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now we share our faith we receive by his grace as we then serve others, our sisters and brothers. We show our faith by our works, which have been prepared for us by the God of heaven above, that we may show his love. Jesus said, believe, be baptized, and spread the gospel. The gospel is full of his good works, the healing, kind words, the love for mankind that poured out from him, good works helping those in needs, perhaps planting the seed that others may water so that God may reap the harvest. Again, um, you know, it, it's right there where he says that uh, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus mm -hmm. to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And, and those are the good works that we do. Those are the good works he prepared for us after we have accepted Jesus as our Savior, for right. our works He's prepared for all of us. And it's it's different for all of us. It's different for all of us. Right, yeah. Oh, I, I agree. You know, and, and you look at the... Jesus is the example of... Uh, of uh, how we should live. 
I remember hearing this in a song, and I liked the song years ago, but when I first heard it, uh, it said, Jesus is my example. And I think my first thought is, okay, but I can never achieve what Jesus did. But I've come to understand that I need to follow the example that he has set for me and what he did and how he treated people. And that's why he's my example. No, I will never be perfect like he was, not on this earth. Right. I won't be, but I, I am called to follow the example he set and to do his, do his good works that his father has prepared for me. You know, and there's healing. You can pray for people that are sick. Uh, we can say kind words to people in need of that. Um, Good works, we can help those in need, and we can all we're called to spread the gospel, uh, as Jesus said, believe, be baptized, and spread the gospel. He just didn't say believe and be baptized, he said spread the gospel, and we're called to do that. And uh, we don't have to, we spread the gospel, we don't have to come to someone and share the gospel and share uh, our story and sit there and wait for them to say, I, I believe. No, it, if they do it, if what we say at that time uh, inspires them to do so, that's wonderful. But if not, we need, we need to know when not to press the matter. Because then we get to the point where we, we, don't, we don't look like we should look. We look as we're coming off as being very pushy and probably judgmental and there's be others that'll come along at least we've we've shared the gospel and the person has experienced what we say we've has experienced someone sharing it with them they may not have heard it before maybe right, they have right. but uh maybe maybe the holy spirit has let it let us to say it in a way that uh touches this person but that person needs time and there'll be someone else that'll come along and water it. Someone will come along and, and talk to the person again. And it may be three or four people later. Right. But. Uh, well, and no seed get no seed grows into a, a flower or, or anything without multiple water, waterings, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, multiple times. Yes, and, you know, uh, God will reap the harvest. Mm-hmm. At the end, God will reap we will uh, reap the harvest, but uh, that's the example that God is, that Jesus has uh, given us, and uh, especially when you look at, at at how He treated people and how He approached the look how He He approached the Samaritan woman asking for water when the Samaritans and the Jews didn't talk to each other. You know, it didn't matter to right. him. Uh, he just wanted water. You know, he and he, water, he right? ate with sinners, and the Pharisees complained to his disciples. You know, well, why does why does he eat with sinners? Well, because they need him. We need him. He wasn't. He was. Right. You know, he was humble. He was. He was humble. Yes. Uh, he was full of love, and he shared that with everyone. And he was truthful and honest with the Pharisees also. 
he wasn't real judgmental about he was the just, sinners. He was, he was truthful. You needed yeah. to hear the truth why he told you the truth. So, mm-hmm. Okay, we can uh, go on further and uh, perhaps finish this one. Okay. Uh, we just talked about the water, that others may water so that God may reap the harvest. We can sit on our hands or for a bit maybe stand, but how does that honor the grace given? Works are a continuation of the rhyme, the rhyme of all time, past, present, and future. Our faith lives through works. It is a sign that we are heirs. Without works, our faith is but mist in the air. In his letter, James said, Faith without works is dead. It is like speaking without a voice. We have been given the choice. We can say it and we can believe we are saved by grace. Our lives he has prepared. So, what has he prepared? The works for us to do. We help more than a few. So, if, you know, James, uh, that's a faith without works is dead. I, I get, you know, he says, uh, show me your faith without works and uh, uh, I cut that a little bit out. <laughs> anyway, uh, but, you know, we're prepared. Okay. We're, we're called to do that. And uh, if we uh, if we have true faith, we will we will have works. We will we will perform the works that God has given us. Uh, okay. And the other thing that I find interesting and has been very helpful for me is is to know that when you're uh, sharing the gospel, you don't have to be, you know, have any trepidation about doing it or fear that you're not going to have the right words because the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. You just have to be open to it. You know, it's short. For me, it's short. Right. Lord, let the Holy Spirit take this moment in my life as I talk to this person open me to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit we give you the words and uh, it's so much easier than going off on your own right I, oh, yeah. I've mentioned this once before uh, my first experience in seeing uh, someone talk to another person about turning their life over to Jesus was in a work situation and I mentioned before that uh, the company I worked for the bosses the owners were Christian and there were other Christians in the company but uh, mm-hmm. one day there were three of us uh, out on this project and uh, the other the, there was me an older guy and the youngster okay the <laughs> older guy being a Christian as we got to the job site and got out of the van why he started talking to the youngster about about salvation. Well, actually, he started talking about it before mm-hmm. we got out of the van. I think we got out of the van when the conversation ended. Yeah, we did. And he kept, you know, he just, and the guy sitting there, and the young man said, uh, no, that's enough. I don't need to hear anymore. And, and the older man just, he kept going and going until finally the, the young man just said, I don't want to hear anymore. And to me, that was a valuable lesson. 
and that you don't make somebody feel like yeah. you're pushing this on them because you know oh yeah you may turn that person away for life no i, I don't exactly. know what happened with this young man's uh life uh how how it uh, affected him i i think that uh i know he still works at the company all these years later but chances are that he's his heart softened and he very well may have found jesus as his lord and savior but i know uh, that one instance was a again a valuable lesson to me and how to share the gospel with others in a kind and loving manner when you've mentioned that numerous times it's always got to be in a kind and loving manner yeah well we're told to you know when you are told to pray for your enemy then why would you not be kind to everyone i mean you're gonna your enemy you're not gonna uh it's a whole different discussion i know are you going to defend yourself against the enemy yes and there's many ways that that could happen but mm -hmm. jesus even when when he was performing miracles when he was talking with other people uh about about what how to live your life it was always in a kind and gentle way yeah right. he got angry a few times but it was something it was justified when you talk about the money changers in the temple making money off selling uh you know uh, animals for birds and that for uh it's for a uh, sacrifice for a, a sacrifice? sacrifice for forgiveness uh, for okay. the sacrifices this last one is uh from God Still Rhymes, found on page 121. And uh, I do have a reflection that I'll read at the end. Okay. It's called The Rocking Chair. A day for tears, tears of sadness, sadness in the joy, joy, joy of a life well lived, lived with love, love for a husband and son. It was a day we all did pray, pray for a son, thankful for his son. Death is never kind for those left behind, but it is at this time that we do find the love God has for us and family and friends, a gathering of memories that he sends. Words of kindness, memories of laughter, times of struggle, and years of joy. There are hugs, a kiss on the cheek, a promise of prayer from those not so meek, that they will be there when you are feeling weak. All done to help give you the peace you seek. All of this inside the room surrounded by walls, then needing quiet to reflect, to hear God's call. Stepping outside what he found there was not making a sound. There were two he knew for years through tears, and fears, laughter, and talk, and thoughts of what ought and not. A lifetime seemed forever, yours and mine through the years. In rocking chairs, seeing old friends, knowing they care until life ends. Two who were there, Though no words were spoken, quietly they did share comfort with the heart that was broken. It is not always the words that someone has heard. Sometimes we can show we care. Simply, I'm sorry, sometimes we can show we care 
by sitting in a rocking chair. My reflection, there are two things a good friend of mine in high school, and yes, still today, says he remembers about our younger years, sitting along the shores of Lake Huron, philosophizing, and my wife and I sitting in rocking chairs after his mother's funeral. This is the friend who called a friend, who then called a friend who called me to ask me to Bible study. Check that one out in God's rhyme. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, after the funeral, his mother had passed away. And uh, <clears throat> his cousin and her husband had, uh, at their house, had uh, were having uh, a dinner after the funeral. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't, Mary Lou and I didn't know many of the people. Uh, so, but it was a nice, it was a nice day outside. So we went and sat on the front porch in a couple rocking chairs and just sat there for a while. And, and our, uh, my friend came out and saw us and was surprised to see us there, sitting out there. And he joined us and it was just a quiet time. And, uh, mm-hmm. he, he's expressed to me, uh, how much that meant to him that, that we were, that we were still there, that we weren't inside, uh, you know, uh, engaging with the other people we hadn't left yet because he was still important to us in our lives. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. You know, it's it's just being there for people in their time of need. That's not just that, but that can be as important as, as talking to someone about it or, uh, you know, prayer is important also, but... Uh, being there is important and very well may be an answer to his prayers, you know, that, that people are there for him. Yeah, sometimes they don't need to be hearing all the stories about it. They just need somebody to be there. Yeah. To listen yeah. or to just be your friend. And that's, that's what that, that's what your friend needed that day. And I'm glad you were there for him, too. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah. And we still talk, though. Uh, my turn to call. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So I should take my I should I should make the effort tonight to do so. But uh, yeah, he's a good good Christian man. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we uh, we had some unusual times in at community college and uh, things that poems weren't read, written about. And mm-hmm. but uh, and he moved out to Massachusetts, uh, excelled in the job he had. Got married, and uh, once uh, he he called me uh, would call me a few times after he moved out, and you know not knowing anybody, he mm-hmm. was just depressed, and I I told him that uh, he should get to church, get to church, and you know uh, get back with God and make some friends in church, and uh, he eventually did that, and uh, his faith. And knowledge of the Bible, but his faith in God and Jesus just overwhelms me. He has come so far. Well, so. And he w- he was single when he moved out there, right? Well, he had uh, gotten a divorce. Oh, he okay. Had, he had, <clears throat> excuse me. He was the best man at our wedding, and uh, but he, uh, yeah, I'm not sure the exact reasons for it, but. He had gotten a divorce and then moved out to uh, to uh, Massachusetts, which is someplace he always wanted to be. Hmm. I understand that. 
<laughs> I mean, not moving yeah, there. You are in Florida, right? Yeah, but here I am in Florida where I want to be. Yeah. I'm not ex in the exact spot I want to be, but I'm awfully close. It's within shooting distance, <laughs> okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's great that he still um, has God in his life. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. And I'll tell you what, it's a... I remember, and there's something, folks, down here in Florida, it, you don't have the same types of homes you have up north to where there is a front porch where you can put rocking chairs and we've got them down here, but they're not, they're cement and they're, you know, they're two inches off the ground. We're up North, your steps <laughs> off the ground and it's cause half of your basement is above ground. It's a totally different kind of, of construction down there, down here compared to up there. And, and I just remember sitting on our front porch for hours. Oh yeah. Watching, nothing or watching the cars drive by when they did or the occasional neighbor walking by it I, yeah those were good times but i mean i had many a good times on a front porch with a friend <laughs> so just sitting there and yeah. and you said it philosophizing um it's just talk for most for me it was just talk for you it was philosophizing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I miss i miss I mean, we do it out back here at where I'm living now and, and out, you know, because we have a back porch or a patio, you know, and it's and a lot of people up north have decks where they do it on now. But it's that front porch thing. There's something about a front porch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, today's a lot different. You know, people, they have their decks in the backyard. Yeah. And they have, uh, you know, the front porch isn't what it used to be because you're not talking to your neighbors like we used to. No, it's like you're walling yourself away from them. Yeah. And that's that was a fun thing about about up north where, where we had our front porch on, on 15th Street. You could talk to the neighbors next door and everybody sat out on their front porch. Yeah. You know, even those and, and those there was those that would put windows up so that they could use it for three seasons, not just yeah. one and a half. Yeah, you still see a few of those, but we were we were fortunate that we had uh, screens on the porch so that mm -hmm. you could sit out there no matter what the mosquitoes were doing. And that made it made it a whole lot easier. Oh yeah, it did. Oh. <laughs> it certainly did. <laughs> yeah, that's for oh, sure. Yeah. I, I I somebody asked me the other day, what do you do you miss anything about up north? And I said, well, yeah, there's a few things. Family for one, I don't get to see my family except on you know, on the computer, um, mm -hmm. or when they come down, I said, but I miss fall just because of the colors and the smell. Yeah. And I, I miss front porches. I do. Mm -hmm. And it was really weird last night. I was, I'm a trainer for buses. So I'm sitting in this bus where it's raining and it's raining a little sideways, not a lot, but a little, it's raining pretty good. And when it hit the light one time, and then the next, and then the next, it reminded me of watching a a snow flurry. Oh yeah. A fresh a fresh snow. I mean, when you get a couple of inches in an evening, you just sit there. And I remember the house I rented in Westland. I'd sit in in the front window and I would watch it snow. I turn off the TV. You know, I'd put candles in the uh, fireplace. I had a fireplace, and the guy, the, the landlord said, do us a favor, and please don't 
don't use it for real. <laughs> I go, <laughs> I go, he goes, I, I don't know how. And I said, yeah, okay, that's fine. So I put some candles in there, you know, a couple of big candles. And I was, I was just sitting there watching the snow one night. And I'm going, you know, you got to get up in the morning and, and get rid of that and, and shovel. But I miss that. I miss watching it snow. Fresh snow is something I always like. Yeah. Which to me is like a wave coming in on the water. Fresh snow. Mm. I equate them to a lot the same. And they're both made of the same thing. But God is working in those moments of waves and in snowstorms and snow flurries. And the smell and the changing of the leaves. And but I see it more now than I used to. It's, it's really nice when you can see God in the weather. Yeah. I, I get up every day and I look out the window and I th and, and no matter what the day is, and I'm down here, it's a lot different than it is up north. I thank him for the, the, this beautiful day he's given us. Yeah. Because mornings are usually gorgeous down here. Weather doesn't come till afternoon. You know, and it's, it's, a, it's rare that we get morning storms. But it's like, it's a beautiful day. They just, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> But it amazes me every day. You're right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's amazing just to see his wonder. Yeah. And so all over. It's all over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, I, you know, it's weird. I mean, I lived on this corner, in the corner lot on that house in Westland. And it seems like everybody's leaves used to blow into my yard in the fall. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going out and getting a leaf blower because there were just it was just too much to rake. And as I'm doing this, I'm going, God, why, why does the wind always blow to my yard? Uh, maybe it's something to do with our last name because we have two yeah. trees in our backyard, but they yeah. are pine trees. Yeah. Okay. So we get there's our backyard butts up to the, uh, the schoolyard. Yeah. There are two oak trees in that one house over. <laughs> So we have all of those leaves and most everybody but us has a tree there's two or three houses on our block that don't have trees in the front yard yeah well they don't care where the leaves blow <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> they end up in your yard don't they a lot of them end up in our yard yeah oh yeah it's amazing isn't it yeah, yeah. it is but that's 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 fine that's fine it is yeah it's fine but that's god doing his work too yeah, he's a uh, uh, he's a mighty God. And, uh, yeah, and I'll tell you what, God. Uh, and I just, I, I guess this is for me the love that God has for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it all shows in uh, the forgiveness He has for us, for believers. It shows in uh, the blessing He gives us. It also shows in the correction he does, he gives us, and through his righteousness, you know, he's, he's a just God, and uh, mm -hmm. he, but his love, it just, it's, it abounds, and it's everywhere you see, and you can find it anywhere. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Amazes sure, me. I'm sure, there are, I'm sure there are places where uh, people are being mistreated and uh, other things where it may be hard to do that but, um, i'm sure there are those besides us up. who are being tested mm -hmm. so, yeah we shall see we shall okay. see yeah 
Well, folks, before I, I, we get on much further, I do want to remind you that in the show notes, if you scroll down, you'll find the links to all of our, all of our information, our website, our Tim's, or, you know, where you can find us on YouTube, our, our website page, our, our, our friends of Facebook, <laughs> follow us there. I, 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 for some reason, I'm, I'm calling them friends of Facebook anymore. I don't know why. I've gotten weird in my older age, folks. <laughs> Not that I wasn't weird before, but those you know where to go, folks. Everything's in the show notes. We better bring the older brother back to straighten us out, Dave. And in our, you know, and that might be the that might be a conversation for tomorrow night. Uh, I guess I, it's my turn to call tomorrow night. Yeah, it is. It's Tuesday. It's been a couple turn. weeks. Okay. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Um, and I enjoy those conversations every week. It's or every time I call. Um, but folks, it's been a pleasure being with you today and with my brother, Tim. And how about Tim, you take us out with a prayer, unless you've got something else we, you want to discuss. No, I would just like to thank people for, uh, who have stuck with us past the last poem or even through the last few poems to the end. And, uh, I, we both certainly appreciate everybody who's listening. We do. No doubt about it. And watching. Mm -hmm. I mean, who would have thought, I never would have thought I would be part of a YouTube channel. So. And folks, folks, let's be honest. He wasn't thrilled that I started a YouTube channel. Well. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't yell or complain too much, but he, 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 it was a. Apparently it showed on my face. Well, yeah. You know, it's kind of like me out there with a crowbar pushing, <laughs> trying to inch him into things, folks, once in a while. It's more like but. him with a metal hammer hammer hitting me on the head yeah, and, and and the one night one thing folks was i never gave him an option no. i didn't i didn't give him an option to say no because i knew he would and i trust me i don't mind being in front of people but he's in front of thousands and thousands and thousands now folks okay let's go on okay okay let's go on let's, yes yeah so we'll close in prayer and we've been uh saying this prayer for for a while and i think we will continue to do so uh, yes there'll be other things that will eventually come to mind that we need to pray for but this is where we're at today dear heavenly father we come to you in prayer as we end today's podcast dave and i thank you for your leading us through the day and into tomorrow we pray that today has been pleasing to you and honors your glory we pray that our listeners and viewers we pray for our listeners and viewers for their needs healing and the salvation of those who have yet who have not yet accepted the gift of your grace by faith we pray lord for this world in which we live father as christians lead us to proclaiming the gospel wherever we are may we do so in a loving way lead us to the truth of the days we are living in we pray for the nation of ukraine and its people its leaders those who have fled the country to find safety those who are still trying to leave the country those who are staying to fight the invading army of their enemy. May their faith and determination be an example to the entire world. Dear Lord, prepare us and our listeners and viewers for the coming week. We pray that it is you we live for and you who leads us. As we walk with you this week, may it be your hand clasped around our hand so we may feel the grasp of your love. We pray in the name of Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer. Amen.
Amen. And folks, if you give him the times as you live, his word rhymes. Don't forget, Dave, we are the king's kids, and you out there will never get rid of us because we are his with Jesus. God bless you all. Have a blessed week. Goodbye, folks. Have a blessed week.